Support for IPR comes from Des Moines Metro Opera, whose 2024 season features The Barber of Seville, Zalame, Peleus and Melisande, and American Apollo, June 28th through July 21st. Tickets available now at DesMoinesMetroOpera.org. It's Talk of Iowa from IPR News. I'm Charity Nebbe. This hour, some of us dream of retirement, some of us fear it, and some of us never intend to do it. This hour, we'll talk about how to know when it's time to retire and how to do it well. To start us off, IPR producer Danny Gear went to visit the Iowa City Senior Center. She arrived just as the resident choir, Voices of Experience, was wrapping up rehearsal. Hi, I'm Bob Pusey, and uh, I'm recently retired. Carol Throckmorton. Hello, my name is Eddie Allen. I'm Laura Hopkins. I live in Iowa City. Uh, I was a dentist for 40 years. I was a clinical dietitian for 30 years. I retired from uh, a position in a corporation with low, for low-income senior housing in Southern California. Well, I was an engineer in a plant. I retired so that I could get my wife to retire so that we could come back to Iowa. After dealing with COVID for um, that period of time where you have two masks on and a shield and um, full gown and gloves and everything it's kind of suffocating it's it's kind of exhausting so that kind of sped up my retirement a bit I would have to admit. When you're in a position like that the world kind of pushes you along and when you retire from a, a hectic job it's very difficult to go from the world pushing you to finding something inside you that pulls you along and and that was a very difficult transition. And I think that's the thing, at least from my perspective, I, I notice people struggling with the most. It, it's very, very difficult to let go of the career that you built, not just because it's your career, but because your career becomes so much of your identity. So the um, weight of responsibility uh, was lifted, so I found myself with a lot more energy. Um, and so what do you do with all that energy? You kind of have to reinvent your life a little bit. So I'm an active person, so I really love to um, try out all the things that Iowa City has to offer with the senior center, the senior college that the university has, um, all kinds of places to hike. Um, There's all kinds of uh, opportunities here. I'm very interested in genealogy. Um, I've traveled to my ancestral home in England five times and gone to the places where my ancestors lived and worked back since uh, the year 1085. About three years ago, my wife got uh, diagnosed with cancer, and that has been a major challenge. She uh, passed, uh, died in, in November of 2022, and that was quite the uh, new awakening for me because we never expected it to happen in in that order. I figured I'd be the first to go. As it turns out, that is not what happened. I began my it, I I heard today the the term anticipatory grief, and I started that 
right away because I knew this was not going to be something that probably she would recover from and be uh, herself as we both knew her. In the past few months, I have, uh, I sing, so, and uh, that's really kept me afloat. And what advice do you have for people who are reaching the point where they think they may be ready to retire? Well, think about it carefully. That's kind of an obvious thing. But um, listen to your heart. Your heart will tell you when you're ready, I think. Uh, But know that it's going to be a big change. Um, your, Your circles of family or your circles of friends changes because a lot of your work friends are, they're going to stay in their work environment and you're not going to be there anymore. One of the things is um, that you should uh, be proactive, Um, you know, make new friends, um, uh, try out new things, and um, be open to learning. I think the most important thing I could say was just really be be good to yourself because it's it's a very difficult transition, I think, for anybody to make. First of all, I'm, I'm very fortunate that I could afford to retire. Um, I think you probably need to look at your finances and determine are you able to retire comfortably. If you think you are, then you should retire because there, there's a big old wide world out there that you need to explore if you can. Voices of Experience at the Iowa City Senior Center. This hour, we are talking about retirement, how to know when it's time, how to manage the transition period, and what makes for a happy, fulfilling retirement. We want to hear your voice of experience this hour. Tell us about how you made the decision to retire, or maybe made the decision not to retire, and what you have learned. You can give us a call at 866-780-9100. That's 866-780-9100. You can also send email to talkofiowa at iowapublicradio.org. In a few minutes, University of Iowa professor Benjamin Honeycutt will be here. He has spent his career studying work and leisure. But first, we're going to start in the business world with Iduo Shao, assistant professor in the University of Iowa College of Business. Iduo, welcome. Thank you. It's my honor being here today. Well, it's lovely to have you. Now, you are a long way from retirement. (laughs) You are toward the the beginning of your career. But you have been studying um, both the, the business aspects and the psychological aspects of people aging in the workforce. So so let's start there. What are some of the most important challenges that older employees face when they are nearing those retirement years? Yeah, so according to my own research, there are usually um, two clusters of challenges that people are usually facing, especially when they grow older. And one of the major cluster of that is the health-related challenges. So just as an example, if you are a nurse practitioner, as you grow older, you may not be able to do as many night shifts as you did when you were younger. 
and the health capacity and the related decline may be one of the reason why people are slightly withdrawing from the workforce and they may be thinking about, oh, it may not be a good time for me to keep working. It may be time to retire. And on the other hand, another cluster of challenges is about motivation. Especially for people who have been working long in this workforce and on their job, there may be some sort of um, boredom associated with it as they work for many years on that job. But on the other hand, as I noted um, from the sharing at the beginning of mm -hmm. our show, there's also the sort of um, identity associated with their work. Because for some people, they identify as engineer, they identify as health practitioner, and they wanted to keep those identity when they retire. And they feel that they may be at loss. They don't know what to do after they retire. So when people are approaching the retirement stage, it is really important to think about both the pull and push factors associated with the decision to retire or not. And basically, the goal of all the workplace practices or the psychological process would be to help older workers to make that decision on their own and have that discretion over this process. So not to be pushed out, but mm -hmm. to make the decision, to be pulled by the possibility of what lies on the other side. Yes, yes, definitely. So just as an example that I mentioned, for the nurse that for the nurse practitioners that weren't able to do as many night shifts, um, they may be feel pushed out of the workforce if their company keep doing that and keep giving them high work demand and pressure. But on the other hand, the workplace practices could provide flexibility for the nurse practitioner to do more flexible job and have more flexible work arrangement so that they feel that they are still capable of doing those despite the challenges and they have the control over the retirement process. So uh, I, I can imagine there are so many different elements to what is going on in this picture. And one of the things that a lot of people experience toward the end of their careers is not feeling valued by their workplace because there is a focus on younger, perhaps more energetic people with new ideas, you know, the, the younger part of the workforce. Is that an important element of the research as well? Do businesses, do employers need to make sure that those older employees actually feel valued? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So as time goes by, the aging research suggests that people usually perceive their career as not open-ended anymore. They feel like I'm approaching the end of my career, and it probably does not make much sense for me to invest any time and energy anymore into the career, part of which is because they don't feel valued by their employer. Um, and I definitely think that a lot of times the organizations currently are underestimating the value of older workers to the workplace. As you mentioned, younger workers may be more advantages over performance evaluation because they think quicker, they are more flexible in adapting to changes and uncertainty. But on the other hand, the aging research also suggests that there is um, crystallized intelligence. Um, that is referring to, in plain wor words, um, wisdom and experiences. So for example, for customer service representative, they may not be able to have like a large stock of knowledge in their mind anymore as they grow older. 
but they would be able to know more about how to deal with a customer better and have positive social interactions with other, which is another source of critical energy to the workplace, but is usually underestimated by the organization. Okay, we are going to take a short break. We'll be back in just a few minutes. With me is Idu Oshao, an assistant professor in the University of Iowa College of Business. Coming up in a few minutes, Benjamin Honeycutt will be here. He is a professor at the University of Iowa who has studied work and leisure for his career and has a lot of insight to share. And you also have a lot of insight to share. So we would love to hear from you as we talk about retirement this hour. We'd love to hear how you decided when it was time to retire, what you wish you had known when you made that decision, how you are getting the most out of your retirement, or maybe some mistakes that you've made along the way. Give us a call, 866-780-9100, or email talkofiowa at iowapublicradio.org. This is Talk of Iowa. Support for IPR comes from Des Moines Metro Opera, whose 2024 season features The Barber of Seville, Zalame, Peleus and Melisande, and American Apollo, June 28th through July 21st. Tickets available now at DesMoinesMetroOpera.org. I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go. There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. But on Wildcard, we have ripped up the typical script. It's a new podcast from NPR where I invite actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to talk about some of life's biggest questions. Listen to Wildcard wherever you get your podcasts, only from NPR. It's Talk of Iowa from IPR News. I'm Charity Nebbe. This hour, we're talking about retirement, how to know when it's time to retire, how to get the most out of your retirement years. You can give us a call and share your wisdom, or you can also ask questions, 866-780-9100. You can send email to talkofiowa at iowapublicradio.org. Here's an email from Peg who says, retirement is not for the faint of heart unless you have interests outside of work. My husband gave 50 years to one company and had to retire because of the pandemic. He didn't receive so much as a thank you call from his boss or coworkers during that time. He kicks himself for staying there that long. He was always too tired when he came home to do the things that he loved. Now his health has deteriorated due to his job and some bad genetics. He has to pace himself to do that work he put off and sometimes even hire help because he can't do it himself. I feel the moral to this story is retire. Enjoy life before you can't. Why wait until 70 to collect Social Security? You work hard all your life. Enjoy those last 20 years. On the other side of the coin, I'm 65. I started to collect Social Security as soon as I was able. I have a home business that I regulate the amount of work I do. I love what I do, so that helps. We've both been working since we were teens, so of course it was difficult to transition, but not for long. We have a new dog, garden, chickens, and grandkids close. The joys of our own schedule is tenfold. We are busy and content. Wish we could have done it sooner. Peg, thank you so much for sharing your comments. And we have a couple of experts into the in the studio here today with me. Iduo Shao, she's an assistant professor in the University of Iowa College of Business and also joining the conversation. Benjamin Honeycutt is here. He is a professor of sport and recreation management at the University of Iowa and has spent his career studying work, leisure, happiness, and fulfillment. Ben, welcome back to the show. 
Great to be back again, Charity. I always enjoy this. <laughs> well, and I want to uh, – I have to ask you this question oh. first <laughs> because <laughs> you are a man who could be retired if you chose. You have not chosen to retire. <laughs> Tell me a little bit – I'm sure you've given it a lot of thought. I, a lot. <laughs> it's sort of an embarrassing question. I have been advocating for leisure for over 40 years, nearing 50 <laughs> and here I am, uh, well past my retirement age. Um, I enjoy what I'm doing. Um, that's the only excuse I have. I guess the the Greek word for leisure uh, is skole, which is our word for scholarship in, in school. If I were to retire, I'd be doing the same thing. I'm still productive. I'm still I'm, I have a book a year before last, and I'm doing a lot of good research, and I have a, a lot of things um, in my scholarship that it's, that's going forward. So I'm still very much engaged. What keeps me here most of all are students. I love the classroom. I love my students and the engagement there. I would miss that terribly. So I make decisions from year to year, and I'm deciding again whether I'm going to come back next year. Uh, so, but um, there are a lot of pros and cons, one of which is my daughter is going to have her first child, and so we'd like to be around that. So um, yeah. pros and cons, you weigh them. Now, you and I have talked many times on this program, and your your research and your philosophy tells us that we need to invest in leisure activities yes. outside of work far more than most of us do. So tell me a little bit about why that's so important well, uh, during it, our working career. Uh, Edior is talking about uh, the need to to um, have the choice to retire a positive one, a draw, and, and to – I think to, to prepare for the time that we'll have uh, when we retire is just as important as preparing financially for that time. I really do. Uh, so often we get to retirement and the, the skills that are necessary, the interests that are necessary are, are simply not there because we haven't developed them. So my best advice to my classes and to who are listening to me is begin now to Put in the bank uh, some interests, some skills that are outside of work. Uh, the example I always use is uh, my wife and I have recently learned ballroom dancing. And it's it's a hoot. It's a great – a lot of us old folks, mostly retired. There's a ballroom dancing club here in Iowa City. We go over to Eagles Club and all of us old folks out there dancing. It's wonderful. Um, Our favorite couple is – or in their 90s and still out there. It's just – well, find things that that will engage, that will move you forward, that will – attract you from from the job and, and give a meaning, a purpose, uh, and a, a activity is so important. Keep active, move forward is, I think, the key to a, to a successful retirement. And Idua was talking earlier about some of the, the challenges when you're late in your career, and one of those challenges is burnout, and mm-hmm. that can be a challenge at many different points in yeah. your career. But, Ben, in your research, you've found that, that having these interests actually helps you not burn out so exactly. quickly, right? Uh, absolutely. A balance, not just time-wise, but also a balance in terms of your attention, 
uh, building skills, both inside the job, outside the job. Uh, balance of life is not just a balance of time. It's a balance of energy, uh, of enthusiasm, of, of skill. So try to change that balance a bit. Look more as you get older even in your 50s, begin to plan uh, for the life ahead. Um, put, as I say, uh, experiences in the bank, skills in the bank that will inform your leisure when, when, when it comes. You look forward to it uh, as you're building. Uh, one of the keys to happiness, broaden and build, uh, move forward. Uh, and when, when we're talking about leisure, it doesn't have to necessarily just mean something fun, like ballroom oh. dancing. But if I'm investing my time in a cause Absolutely. that I believe in, that's part of leisure time, right? I, I, that, I think, is another key. As my, my mother would say to me when I was a teenage funk around the house, go help somebody that needs needs your help. Find a cause. Volunteer is is a is a wonderful remedy for the blues. <laughs> right, because that, you you have that feeling of self worth. You know that exactly. you are making a difference for somebody in the world. Exactly. Yeah. So that that um, find ways to make a contribution that include other people. I think is a a really good. Not only my mother knew this, but the psychologists who study happiness, human happiness. Uh, inevitably find. I think the downside, and let me get this out, is is it, you really need to, to think about this seriously because there's some good research that's been uh, done, uh, it's been around for 40 years at least, that something like uh, um, the chance, of, let me read this out, uh, of, cl- of being diagnosed with clinical depression increases by 40% after retirement. Mm. Of, of having an illness increases by 60%. There are some really frightening numbers. So uh, we need to, you know, be cognizant of that. Of that, that transition to the golden age is, is often uh, rocky. rocky. Yeah. The, uh, I, I recently watched a TED Talk in preparation for this show, um, a TED Talk given by Dr. Riley Moynes, who's studied and written about retirement. And he has talked and talked and written about these four phases of retirement. He says the first phase is vacation. You don't have to get up on anybody else's schedule. It just feels wonderful because you're free. And then he says the next phase is depression because nobody needs you and you have lost your identity and you don't know what to do with yourself. And then he said, you know, then you move into the third phase, which is sort of this trial and error while you're trying to create a life that has meaning and pleasure. And he says, once you get through that phase and you find the things that you really love to do and really do well, then phase four is when you get to suck the juice out of retirement (laughs) and really enjoy it. So I hear you saying, Ben, that if we plan well and we explore our interests during our working years, then maybe we get to skip through that depression phase. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Some some of us never make it through the depression stage. Uh, That's the tragedy there. And Iduo, I, I want to ask you, first I want to go back to Peg's email where she talked about her husband who gave 50 years to one company, had to retire because of the pandemic and felt just like nobody valued him. Tell me why that's bad for a company. You know, I mean, that sounds awful for her husband to go through that. But sometimes I think we get the impression that it it doesn't cost a company anything. We just are getting people off our payroll and that's what we need to do. But 
that does have a cost for an organization, right? Yeah, of course. The mature workers usually their value, their unique value compared to the younger workers, lies in the crystallized intelligence that I just mentioned. And usually, it is hard to be measured or evaluated by the company. And that was kind of the reason why companies usually don't realize that older workers are of unique value and importance to the organization. And usually, for the older workers, they have accumulated a lot of toxic knowledge、um, from the organization that is hard to be transferred to others. So think about you have been in this career for a lot of times. It is hard for you to transfer and explicitly express all the knowledge and experience that you have gained、um, from this industry or from this job. And sim- similar things happen for many other workers as they grow older and accumulate more experiences in organization or on their job. And I definitely think that it is a huge loss to the company if they don't value that and if they just. Do not appreciate the contribution by the older workers. I can also imagine younger workers seeing this happen and thinking the company doesn't care about me. Why should I care about the company?、Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, it definitely sends a signal to the younger workers too how older workers are treated, and because there is usually kind of that perceived career future, and if there is. Kind of no future for the older workers being in the organization. It would be、um, shortening the perceived psychological future for the younger workers to stay in the workforce and stay in that organization too. We're talking about retirement this hour. You are welcome to join the conversation. Eight six six seven eight zero ninety one hundred. You can send email to talkofiowa at iowapublicradio.org. Brenda is on the line in Atumwa. Hello, Brenda. Brenda, are you there? Hello, Charity. I am. I was、Hi. on mute. Oh, that's but, wonderful!、Um, And I, re- I guess congratulations are in order because you are retiring this week. I put in my notice this week, but I'll、okay. be officially done next month. So I'm pretty well, heavily interested and very excited about this next phase,、um, and hoping I planned well. So I think, you know, I have ideas now. But in six months or a year or two, we'll see how they panned out. <laughs> so, what what made you think now is the right time to retire?、Um, well, there's a a point in time where my pension kicks in, and although I would get a bigger one if I stayed around longer, I will also be older when that happens. So, I'm thinking now is my time to make this change because、um, I'll be able to get by on. Fine, on my income, I think I'm financially ready, and I know that I want to play. I really want to play, and working for a living gets in the way of some of that.、Mm-hmm. So I wanted to try to hit a balance of where I can create the life I want, and I'm physically and emotionally and、uh, ready and able. Yeah, to follow my hobbies. That makes so much sense, Brenda. And and、uh, in thinking about this program, I've been thinking about some of the people that I have known and loved who、um, retired and then passed away shortly after retirement, or had a catastrophic health issue that prevented them from from doing some of the things that they dreamed of doing. So it sounds like you've been trying to find that balance, the right moment, so you are healthy and energetic enough to do what you want to do. That's exactly right because it it's not、um, for 
kids or it's not for sissies because you do have to think about how long do I really think I will continue to live? And of that time, how much of it will I be healthy? Now, do I want to spend five, my full retirement age for Social Security is still seven years in the future. Mm. And to collect Social Security at all is like two years off. So that wasn't really a factor. More for me was, can I do the things I want to do? Can I have that fun? I liked, I ride a motorcycle and I garden and I, um, I bought a, a mid-century modern house that needs a lot of care. So I like to uh, get out the power tools and make changes. So I'm very busy. Brenda, my, that, my job that becomes, sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. I want to play. So I just wanted to like let that be a contrast to some of the folks that are saying, hey, you know, I stopped working. I don't know what to do with yeah. myself. Or maybe sometimes younger folks think that we might have impressions that really don't fit. Yeah. Um, I feel valued at my job now. I really do. And I'm one of those wise elders, I guess. So I'm torn a bit as the people who are coming up behind me and will be doing my job, they're, they don't have the same outlook on work as we do, people of my generation. So on the one hand, I'm a little bit concerned. And on the other, um, <laughs> I've done my part. Yeah. Oh, Brenda, thank you so much for calling and sharing your experience with us. And I hope you have an amazing retirement. Congratulations. And Ben, that is a a challenge, though, for people, not just necessarily having things to do with time, but suddenly losing the structure of a working life. Our days are scheduled by our jobs. (laughs) There are five activities that you can do every day. Um, I keep referring to my own experience. I know that best. My wife and I walk practically every day. Mm-hmm. That walking is one of the greatest playing exercises, uh, remedies for what ails you. It's a wonderful um, source of, of, of meaning, of pleasure. Uh, do, doing something regularly every day will, in fact, improve brain function. Uh, we're worried about brain function, of course. We retire. Memory goes. But um, uh, psychologists have found, neurobiologists have found, that, uh, that something they call neuro, uh, neuroplasticity, that the mind can change the b- brain. When you do an activity every day, my wife and I do crossword puzzles, do it every day repeatedly. You can build new neural pathways in the brain that will compensate for those things that you're losing, which we are losing. Memory, for example, there are a lot of parallel ways in which memory can function. And if you can uh, find ways to, again, strengthen these neural pathways by regular activities repeated um, each day, building these skills of living um, in pleasurable ways, uh, as I think the uh, it, it provides some hope, uh, uh, some some um, uh, optimism about this aging process. We don't have to just go downhill. We can uh, by taking thought. The mind can change the brain. 
make the right choices. We are going to take a short break. We'll be back in just a moment. This hour, we're talking about retirement, how to know when it's time to retire and how to do it well. With me, Benjamin Honeycutt, University of Iowa professor and also Iduo Shao, an assistant professor at the University of Iowa College of Business. This is Talk of Iowa from IPR News. I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go. There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. But on Wildcard, we have ripped up the typical script. It's a new podcast from NPR where I invite actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to talk about some of life's biggest questions. Listen to Wildcard wherever you get your podcasts, only from NPR. It's Talk of Iowa from IPR News. I'm Charity Nebbe. This hour, we are talking about retirement, and we'd love to hear from you. You can join the conversation at 866-780-9100. You can send email to talkofiowa at iowapublicradio.org. With me this hour, Iduo Shao, assistant professor at the University of Iowa in the College of Business, and Benjamin Honeycutt, who is professor of sport and recreation management and an author at the University of Iowa. He has spent his career studying work, leisure, happiness and fulfillment. And again, you can join us as well. 866-780-9100. I want to read a couple of emails from listeners here. Renita says, I'm retired at 61 after 31 years at Penford Ingredient in Cedar Rapids. My whole working life, I planned and looked forward to retirement, working for 12 years at a meatpacking plant after high school, then the 31 years at the next factory. Hard work, hot, terrible hours, weekends, holidays, mandatory overtime, and through two strikes was not always the best choice for a career. However, being in a union helped get good wages and health care for my family. It also gave me a pension and retiree health care. I retired in 2021, and between my family of 11 grandchildren, my friends, camping, concerts, and travel, I have a very full and fulfilled life. I have not complained about it yet and have never looked back. Renita, thank you so much for sharing that. And Roger writes, After 24 years of science teaching at the age of 55, I decided the time had come for retirement from teaching. Though I missed the students, I've never regretted my decision. However, after a year and a half of living off my unused sick leave funds and using them up and wanting to buy a new car, I decided to come out of retirement. I found a job at a local auto parts store. It was close enough to home that I could ride my bike to work. I loved that job. I continued in that job for about seven years with a final retirement. I've never had trouble filling my hours, days, and years with many activities and spending time with several good friends and many relatives. I've been recommending retirement to others now for 15 years and will continue to enjoy my remaining time. And thank you, Roger, for sharing that. Idu, I want to talk about what Roger's talking about. So a lot of people, when they retire from their career... It's not necessarily retirement. They may be transitioning to a new kind of work. Tell me how how that plays into our understanding of what retirement is. Yeah, there have been there has been increasing research on what is called bridge employment. And think of it as a bridge, bridging the full-time work, the primary job that they have been working on in the past, and the full-time retirement. And bridge employment has been um, considered to be very helpful for workers, especially for those who wanted to maintain some sort of their identity at work. So if they have been doing this for the last 30 or 40 years, and they can participate in various form of bridge employment, such as being 
part time, being a freelancer,、uh, doing some contract work, and etc. And those different forms of bridge employment、um, would help the workers to maintain their work identity and slightly and gradually embrace their retiree identity. So that helps with what. Ben was referring to like smoothing out the transition process and prevent the whole retirement to be like a sudden career shock that suddenly change everything. You also have have studied organizations that allow a phased retirement. What are the benefits of a phased retirement? Um, usually, offering the older workers the chance to have an early exit or phased retirement would help them to do better retirement planning because they would have more time to try it out. And if they don't like it, they can they can do like unretire to return back to work. And usually, it is a time for them to think about what they are going to do and plan out their retirement life. So I do believe it is very important to offer that chance if people want it and to help people to. Move their transition into the full-time retirement. Let's go to the phones. John is on the line in West Des Moines. Hi, John. Good morning, Charity. Hi. Tell me your story. Well, I retired 13 years ago after teaching college students for 40 years. And one of the things in listening to the conversation, I agree with so much of what's been said. But one thing that I tell people is that stop using the word retirement. That sort of suggests that you've been put out to pasture. And、uh, there's not much left there.、Uh, just wait, you know, until the, until you know it's time for you to go. But、uh, I like to use the word refocus. And I think you know the, there's a lot of ways. My wife retired the year before I did, and she worked for the federal government、uh, for 33 years. And she completely,、uh, you know, she always had a passion for art, and she started taking lots of art classes and so on. <clears throat> and she, you know, ended up with a studio at the Mainframe Studios in Des Moines. She's loving it. I mean, it's a whole different world for her, new friends and so on.、Uh, I'm sort of in a transitional、uh, stage. I、uh, people ask me if I miss teaching, and I tell them, "Well, I'm I'm still teaching, but the only difference is I don't have to grade essay tests, and the class wants to be there." So I've been doing a lot of presentations all over the state of Iowa on a variety of topics that I have an interest in. I do programs for Humanities Iowa and so on. But I think you know、um, the, the use of the word retirement. I think it just suggests. Sort of the end for a lot of people, and I think we need to sort of get away from that and start thinking.、Uh, you know that there's still a lot of. I think there's a couple of givens here. One is that you financially are secure enough to do that, and secondly, that your health is is in you know you're pretty good shape. And I, listening to the conversation, I agree with your guest speakers as well that、um, you know one suggested that walking. Well, we've both been active physically. We bike a lot. We run and so on. And、uh, that, and then also, you know, it's not just the body, but it's the mind.、Uh, a little bit ironic listening to the comments because my wife and I love to do. She does Wordle. We do crossword puzzles. I think you need to keep. We go to a lot of lectures and so on,、um, and presentations. And I think somebody asked me about the secret to long life, and I simply tell them, keep moving. And、um, you know, but I, I think we need to get away from that.、Uh, the word itself, retirement, and and start thinking of it as kind of refocusing. And you know, there's just so much out there that、uh, you can still do, and and you don't start thinking about feeling sorry for yourself. And I, I've you know had colleagues that tried to go back to teaching, and they've told me over and over,、um, it's never the same. Yeah.、Uh, because it was pretty you know pretty important decision to retire in the first place, and they didn't have a hobby, they didn't have any interests, and so on. They tried to go back, and when you make that. 
decision initially. I think it's kind of a clean break, and it's real hard to go back. So I think there is a middle ground is, is that, you know, even if you are a teacher, uh, you have knowledge to share with people. And, and if you have the enthusiasm, the passion, uh, there's a place for you out there. Well, John, thank you so much. I also love that you are using your mind and listening to public radio. So I appreciate that as well. <laughs> Thanks so much for the comments, John. And uh, Ben, I mean, that goes back to, to what you were saying earlier and, and some of the, the real keys to happiness and success, I guess, in those retirement or refocusing years, as John likes to say. Uh, Movement, being physically active, is a huge part of feeling good and Absolutely. and staying engaged. I mean, you were talking about your mental health and mental plasticity. We know that the the number one way to possibly prevent some of the the dementias that we experience later in life is physical activity. Exactly. Yeah, keep moving, but also mental activity. Um, the enjoyment of the natural world is one of the high points of my life, and I recommend it highly. Uh, we're planning a trip out to see the Sandhill Cranes nice. in Nebraska. Uh, we hope we'll be able to go, um, but to f- find new interests that will get you out. Uh, and the beauty, um, the harmony that you feel in the natural world is is something that I certainly recommend not only me, but a lot of people a lot smarter than I say that this is one of the best ways to get us out of the house. I have that attractive. And I try to teach this some with my my classes. Um, The ability to pay attention, mindfulness, people call it, I think is is critical, uh, more so now when we're old than than before. Uh, The ability to uh, focus in on what's happening around, being aware of the wonder <laughs> that, that is your existence and being in the present moment. One of the assignments that I give, gave my class last week, week before, I guess, is, was uh, to look at the snow um, and tell me what they see. They never see what I saw when I came to Iowa. And if you look carefully at the snow, you have to take, take, pay close attention. You can begin to see not only the sparkles, but also colors of the rainbow. It's a prismatic effect. It's hard to see, almost to have to believe in it. But if you look long enough, there it is, this wonderfully splendid color, unexpected to me when I first saw it yeah. from North Carolina. What in the world? Iowa snow special, no. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but the ability to see those things, uh, pay attention, will open. Uh, or savoring your 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 program taste of Iowa ingredient is one of my favorite because it focuses in on uh, on on the food savor savoring the food is not just eating but the whole experience that you bring together in that program is is paying attention. That, and when I so many of us in our careers we are so busy we and especially when you have you know your career and kids and all of the other things that that come with midlife um, it's hard to to take a moment and be in that moment. I can imagine that a lot of us completely get out of the habit of doing that and then we retire <laughs> and we've got all this time and and it's hard to not not think about tomorrow, not focus on tomorrow, but be in the now, right? Well, and there's so many important things that that we are pressing. 
who's got time to look at the snow? For right. <laughs> well, I'm going to wait till next year. I'll look at the snow next year, hopefully. <laughs> we, have, we have this email from Dan. And he has a very different perspective. He says, I was forced to take early retirement when I was 58 during the Great Recession because no opportunities in my profession were available. Fortunately, I met the rule of 85 so I could draw my pension. It didn't take me long, though, to realize I would make myself crazy having nothing to do. Anyway, I found a part-time job that filled part of my days and gave me a purpose to get up each day, and I've enjoyed it now for 13 years. Retirement ain't all it's cracked up to be. <laughs> Dan, thank you so much for sharing that perspective. But um, I, I do, I've do. i heard from a number of people who were either forced out of their work or even retired at the end of a long career and then found that their position was not not going to be filled. And there's that. And I've heard from a number of teachers who have retired in the last couple of years with all of the political pressure on teachers and the pandemic. Retiring with that bad feeling. I mean, Ben, is is that hard for people to get over? Oh, of course it is. I, um, and the transition uh, is hard in and of itself. And uh, it's as if one of our mainstays of our life that we've believed in that gave meaning and purpose to our existence, our jobs, uh, is up for grabs. Is is I, I can't have faith in that mainstay of my life that gave it meaning and purpose. Meaning and purpose as we're getting older and losing that job so, uh, source of meaning and purpose becomes ever more important. Uh, finding meaning, finding uh, a group of people perhaps, uh, a group, uh, a, a community of faith, Go ahead and say it. The, 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 it's it's a strong uh, a way to cope with that loss of, of the meaning of the job. Find it in those spiritual resources that are such important parts of our community. Make use of those uh, is, is one of my best advice. Uh, there's some you know, for me, um, Trinity Episcopal Church. That's the center of my my community. That's who I know uh, um, even more so than my my job. Uh, and so and and you know the people around you in that community in a special way. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not like how you know people in your job. Well, so, and I, I had a an email exchange with uh, someone who did such incredible work during his career and then his position was not filled and and that makes him sad and it makes him embarrassed he mm -hmm. said and that makes me so sad because i know the value of the work that he did for all iowans and there were political reasons that his position wasn't filled so you have to also get outside the hurt and see wait my my work was of value even if yeah. there there are forces that that made it seem like it wasn't and before we run out of time i, I want to read this wonderful email from richard he said i just retired a couple of months ago. One thing I did before I retired, I stepped down from a lead position at work and mentored a younger worker who took over my role. So he had the experience he needed before I retired. Richard, that sounds amazing. And that, that sounds like he was probably doing something that, that even his organization didn't necessarily plan for. But Iduo, that sounds like the perfect way to go. Yeah, definitely. So the research on aging also suggests that people's goal orientation actually shifts as they grow older. So when they are younger, people tend to <laughs> usually like fo focus more on learning and grow in the workplace. They focus on more achievement. 
And as they grow older, they value more social interaction. Their social emotional needs become more salient for them. And Richard's example is a perfect example for passing knowledge to the next generation and enjoying that positive interaction and social relationship that was built from the workplace. And there is an academic term for it that is generativity, and it's a wonderful example for practicing generativity in the workplace. And it's both both for it's beneficial both for the younger workers to grow and learn, but also beneficial for the older workers so that they feel that they're useful to the workplace. We are nearly out of time. We only have a minute left. And and Ben, before we go, I'm hearing from so many people, even if they found their way in retirement, that transition period can be so hard and there can be that sense of loss. Do you think that's really important for them to recognize that that's okay and normal to go through that kind of mourning period? Absolutely. Uh, and to to be aware of it, that you're certainly not alone, that this is uh, to be expected. Uh, I mean, uh, when, you, when you retire, uh, plan for that. Um, a sense of loss, uh, find, you know, expect it. And um, that, I think, is, is half the battle, is to uh, know that it's normal and find ways to cope, deliberately find ways to cope. Yeah, I think so many people who retired during the, the height of the pandemic missed out on those opportunities for celebration, those opportunities mm-hmm. for their colleagues and loved ones to say, hey, you've done great work and we valued you. So I'm sure that the last few years have been even more challenging for people entering that phase. But I hope people are finding their way. Benjamin Honeycutt, thank you so much for being here. I've enjoyed it as usual, Charity. (laughs) Benjamin Honeycutt is a professor of sports and recreation management at the University of Iowa. He studies work and leisure and is putting off retirement. Iduo (laughs) Shao, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Iduo Shao is assistant professor in the University of Iowa College of Business. Talk of Iowa is a production of IPR News. The show is produced by Danny Gear, Samantha McIntosh, and Caitlin Troutman. We had technical support today from our executive producer, Catherine Perkins. You can get in touch with us anytime. Email talkofiowa at iowapublicradio.org. And thank you so much to everybody who shared their thoughts during the hour. I wasn't able to share them all, but I appreciate your time. This is Talk of Iowa. I'm Charity Nebbe.